Welcome to Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell. This is where I help strong, capable women excavate the inner garbage in their life so they can become more confident and have more clarity on who they are and how they really want to be in the world. We have rich, juicy conversations about, yeah, you guessed it, empowerment, but also about radiating your brilliance and loving yourself more than you ever have in your life. And who doesn't want that? So join me now for another empowering chat. Hi. So here we are in the second month of 2021. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. And the theme for this month is riffing on the word light leader. That's probably two words, but anyway, I see it as one light leader. And so uh, the next letter is I, and I have chosen the word inspiration to be the theme of the month. Inspiration. And one of the definitions of inspiration, besides breathing in to inspire or breathe in that breath, it's also the breath of spirit breathing through us. Interesting, huh? So to breathe in things that images, ideas, concepts that inspire you, inspire you to be a better person, inspire you to dive deeper within yourself and learn how to love and respect yourself. I know I'm working on it still. It's, it's like an ongoing thing for me. Uh, but to inspire, not only breathing in that breath of spirit, that breath of air that moves and uh, makes our our physical body function, but to breathe in these ideas and concepts um, from the shows you're going to be listening to this month, uh, inspiration. And again, I want to remind everybody, if you haven't, uh, join my Facebook group. We're doing workshops in the group, and uh, you can find out more about it. If you want to get on our newsletter, go to susanburrell.com and sign up, and that way you'll be in the know of what the rest of 2021 is going to bring for living an empowered life. Here's our show. So here we are with Empowering Chats again with Susan Burrell. Before we dive deep today, I just want to remind everybody, if you haven't gotten a copy of my book, Live an Empowered Life, a 30-Day Journey, I invite you to do that. It is, uh, I have been told, and I've now done it, besides doing it before I wrote it, five times because I've been teaching it. So uh, it is, it is um, life-changing and that's was the intention behind it. And then I also have a Facebook group where we're going to be doing a bunch of workshops and it's called Live an Empowered Life. So join the group, get the book, do the work, <laughs> dive deep and, and then really activate the light that you are and become the light leader that you are. So with that said, I want to welcome my guest today, who is uh, a speaker, uh, an, a light leader from uh, way, way, way before and then beyond. And she's a podcaster and an author. And I want to welcome Natalie Ledwell. Natalie, thanks for joining me. Oh, it is my absolute pleasure to be here. I can't wait to see where our conversation goes today. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I wanted to talk about your book because um, you say that it's based a bit on your life and it's called Never in Your Wildest Dreams. Yeah. Yep. 
So tell, tell our listeners how that started. Yeah. So um, I, uh, my, uh, I used to call it my stupid human trick, but now I call it my gift. Um, is that I can look at, you know, how I was able to create success in my own life and then break it down into actionable steps and make it very easy to teach so people can duplicate that. So I'm a how-to girl. I'm a systems girl like this. I'm very logical, very in my brain, very logical. And uh, so I had this outline for the book and I found a, a, um, a publisher and my publisher goes, look, that's great, but I think you should write fiction. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I go, I don't even read fiction. How am I going to write fiction? <laughs> and she goes, no, look, you know, like the stories like the Celestine Prophecy and the way of the Peaceful Warrior, people remember those stories. I'm yes, like, yes, I read all of them. Yeah, right? I'm like, oh, okay, all right, I see. So, um, but I kind of struggled with it because I didn't know how I was going to do that and, you know, I'm trying to, to figure out what I'm, what I'm doing there. And then I used to have an online TV show called The Inspiration Show. And I was doing an interview with a, a guy who had created a movie called Finding Joe. And uh-huh. Finding Joe is about is a tribute to Joseph Campbell. So he's talking about Joseph Campbell, who I'd never heard of before, and he's talking about the hero's journey, how it's this 12-step process to writing a story. I'm like, in the middle of the, in the interview, in my mind going, huh, maybe my book should follow that formula. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, I had, uh, I got these you know, big bits of butcher paper and put them up on the windows in my office. And so I did the 12 steps of the hero's journey that I'm like, right, this lesson could go in here, this would slot in here, this would slot here. So once I had the outline, it took me two weeks for the book to come through me. And it was, you know, it was, it came through very quickly because I could see where I needed to go with it. Um, and it is fiction. Uh, and, but, but yes, I have really, you know, uh, leaned heavily on my life, own life experience. Um, but I wanted to write a story that, that most people could relate to. So the heroine in the book, she's, you know, she's middle-aged, she's overweight, she's single, she's in a business that she hates, you know, she's just at that crossroad where she's just not happy. Um, and she didn't know what she could do to get out of it. And it's her journey going through that. So the story is actually, um, starts with her success. Um, but it's, uh, but she created this movie that's, you know, changing people's lives. So the book and the story goes through, um, different interviews that she's on. So it's coming back and forth. There's actually, I'm very proud of how it turned out. And I was so grateful when I sent it to the editor, because you know, it's like my first book. I'm like, ah. Uh, they made some edits in the first uh, couple of chapters, but after that, they went, look, it's great. Like, it's great the way it is. I'm like, wow, cool, awesome. <laughs> but I also knew that that something was coming through me. Like, I was yes. definitely channeling. Okay, so let's speak about that, because I think that a lot of people, uh, they want the how-to, they want the system, right? Mm-hmm. They want to just be able to plug themselves into that system, and yet the, there, there's this other major component that you just said that there is something that moves through each of us. And, it, and it's a, it's a well, I call it the divine urge, you yeah. know, that it, because it urges us to, to keep co-creating with source on, on any level and every level, whether we're intentional or not. And it's much better to be intentional, right? So when that moved through you, Okay, first of all, how'd it feel? Because I get that kind of stuff all the time. <laughs> you know, I, I wish I had a camera in there when I was for those couple of weeks because I'd be running going, oh, that's really good. That's fantastic. <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, but, but, you know, acknowledging how good it was, recognizing how good it was, but knowing that it wasn't me. Like, wasn't, yep. I mean, yes, yes, it's my life experience, what I plugged in, but, but what was happening in the moment was I knew was coming through me. So it was like, 
thank you to the divine because, you know, it, it really made that easy. Uh, and the other thing that was great about writing fiction is that I could talk about these different concepts that um, illustrate what it was, what they look like in an actual life situation, you know, so. Very cool. You know, so it's, it, you know, this is how it would play out if you were facing this struggle or you were frustrated with this. And, you know, um, you know, like I think in one of the chapters, in the early chapters, you know, when my heroine, Kathleen, she's, she's reached her all-time low and she reaches into the back of the cupboard and she pulls out a wine glass, but it's a special one because it fits a whole bottle of wine in there. I may have done that once. <laughs> or, or twice. I'm saying me That's twice. Done, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, but I know what it's like to drink to numb out. Like I, you know, I understand I can, so I could write into that, but the way that it was coming through and it was being written was, you know, definitely divinely inspired. That's for sure. Yes. And, and so it sounds like a story that really needed to be told. And because you also uh, have, I'm going to say mastered Natalie, uh, the, the art of, teaching others how to build a life out of intentional uh manifesting yes um speak a little bit about that because where were you okay before you learned how to do all that because in some ways everybody natalie's a guru about this stuff uh not that i want you to go sit at her feet she might like that as if you rub her feet but um tell everybody where you personally were before you started uh, learning these tools and then activating them and utilizing them. Yeah, I mean, I was always, I mean, destined to do this kind of work. You know, I grew up in a country town. I was one of eight kids. So I lived a very humble beginning of my life. But I was always, you know, the one, I remember even when I was young, having these thoughts of going, why aren't adults listening to me? Like, you know, and getting very frustrated at, at that. Um, and, you know, not being, couldn't stay in the country town that I grew up in because I'm like, I can't deal with these people. They're not, you know, thinking big enough. And then I moved to Sydney and, of course, then we moved to out like to San Diego. So um, for me it was always, you know, I was always destined to do that. Um, but I remember um, my first set of cassettes uh, when I was 21 years old. One of my bosses gave me a set of Brian Tracy cassettes. And goes, oh, I think you'll get a lot out of this. And I was like, oh, my God, I used to drive this little 72 Corolla. <laughs> and it was orange and I used to call it the baked bean because it looked like a baked bean. And I played those tapes religiously in that car, you know, and we're just over and over and over again. And, and they were instrumental in helping me to heal my relationship with my mother, uh, to be able to really see, like it really sparked something in me. And, of course, I was used to do all the Tony Robbins events and things like that and Jim Rohn and Tom Hopkins. They were the big guys back then, Zig Ziglar. Um, yeah. And then, uh, and then I kind of stumbled upon the Celestine Prophecy and Conversations with God and the Way of the Peaceful Warrior and all of the more spiritual kind of books. So I was, you know, an avid, um, uh, you know, student of all of these things. Um, and I would, but I was also the type of person that if I read something like this, I would start to apply it. Like I'm very good at, at, at being able to do that. Um, and so it was something I did because of what I want for my own personal growth. And, uh, you know, when I was um, 25, I met my husband uh, and I got married at 28. Uh, we owned it, we bought a nightclub. So that was an interesting little business. But we had all these different kind of businesses and we were serial entrepreneurs. Um, and it wasn't until 2006 when uh, a friend approached us, no, 2007, 
uh, end of 2006, approached us with this idea. Um, we bought The Secret and watched The Secret when it uh-huh. first came out in 2006, the original one with Esther Hicks, you know, the whole thing. Um, and then and then a year later, the, the Secret was on Oprah and everyone's talking about it. Like we, we were, yeah, yeah, we know that. But a friend of ours had said, look, you know, um, came with, to this, with this idea of setting up a website and helping people make these movies that were like a vision board. And we called oh. online movies. And they're a combination of affirmations and photos and music. Um, what and, a great idea. So this is kind of how I got started in this industry. Like we just had this brilliant little idea. Um, didn't know anything about the internet. Glenn could hardly turn on a computer. But we kind of learned, you know, and aligned ourselves with the right mentors and came to the US and joined a mastermind group and, you know, just really committed to launching, you know, my movies to the world. Um, and so because it was a visualization tool and it was all about law of attraction and we'd already been using it and actually the mind movie story is we're like the poster child for law of attraction and how all of that worked. You know, we, we ended up doing, um, when we launched my movies, it ended up falling in September of 2008 when the economic crisis hit the planet um, and we ended up doing a $700,000 launch. Wow. With a program was $97, like a hundred bucks. Um, and it was just this massive outrageous success. Um, but, you know, we were all focused. We created the mind movie. We were doing everything right. We were making sure our frequency was high. Everything, like we were having conversations about how amazing life was once the launch was a success. Um, and so everything that we had put intention into, we had been able to create. Um, so then it was like, okay, how did we do that? And so then I, I kind of, you know, put all the pieces together and, you know, I've been influenced by people like Bob Proctor and Jack Canfield and John Astorath and Joe Vitale and, and all the guys that were in The Secret, um, you know, and, of course, now, you know, they're my friends. Like, you know, I go on holidays with Jack and Inga and, and um, you know, I hang out with Joe Vitale. It's just it's crazy, you know, um, but that's the life that we had wanted to create. So I was able to, to break that down. So getting back to the book, you know, I finished writing the story and I'm just like, Ah, I'm such a how-to person. I'm like, I don't know if they're going to get it. Like, will they really understand the concepts that I'm really trying to explain here? And then I'm watching TV one night and I'm watching HBO and and one of the shows that was on, they said, you know, stay tuned, you know, stay to the end to watch inside the episode. And I'm like, I could do inside the chapter. And so the idea I had. Oh, my God, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. Sorry. Finish what you're saying. Cause I got it. It's yeah. brilliant. But yeah. okay. So, so um, at the end of each chapter, there's like a little URL, a little QR code that you can go through to. And we also have an app that's attached to the book. Um, and then the video that's attached to that lesson goes, okay, well that chapter is like, right. This is the behind the scenes. This is what the character is going through. This is the life lesson. This is the concept that I'm teaching here. And here is a tool or something that you could use or a little exercise that you can do so that you can embody what I'm teaching you in this particular chapter. So that was the, that's how it's interactive like that because it's like, let me give you everything you need to be able to duplicate what our heroine Catherine is going through so you can create this in your own life. Oh my God, Natalie, that is stellar. That's, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. And everybody that's listening, if you don't get that that's so awesome, <laughs> You know, you need to get her book so you can see why. So, so you, so in one, by listening, right? By, by being open to the universe's cues of 
this is what you need to do next. Yeah. You, you heard the best way to serve people by adding your, your system. Your, what did you call it before? The stupid human? Stupid human trick. <laughs> yeah. You put in your stupid human trick that help, that's going to help everybody because when they go in and listen to the inside, uh, they'll know. I mean, that's just so brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah. You know, and I think the only way I could get to that point and be open to that and to be listening and recognizing and, you know, um, is I had to get out of the way. Like I had to get out of the way. Ego had to get out of the way. Yeah. You know? um, and, and and to do that, you know, yes, I'm, you know, doing my visualizations. I'm seeing the experience that people are having when they're reading the book, you know, and the feedback and the emails I get, like people are going, oh, my God, you were writing about me. I'm like, yes, because <laughs> so many of us are like, you know, in this you know, part of our life. So a lot of people can put themselves in that story, which is great. Um, so I would already see, see that. So this is, you know, before I'm going to work, I'm like, I'm visualizing, I'm seeing the people's experience. I'm seeing that the, the, trans, the transformation that they're having because of their reading the book. Um, and then I'm sitting down. So the book is not about me. Like, it's not about, I know I want to be this best-selling author and I want to have the, no. That's not the purpose. The purpose is the experience. So when I'm a vibrational match to what I want the outcome to be, um, that's when I can get it. My ego gets out of the way and I can be in flow and I can open up to the divine. Okay, so explain to um, the listeners what you mean by vibrational match to what you want the outcome to be because that, for some people, may go, I don't understand. I talk about vibration all the time, but some people may not get it, so... Yeah, I mean, so when we're talking about the law of attraction, we know that, you know, like attracts like. So, you know, if everything is made of energy and it's all vibrating at different frequencies. Um, so when we be, can become the same vibration as the things that we want in life, then it's easier for those things to come to us and all the things we need to make it happen to come to us. So it, it's like we're leveraging the power of the universe as well as our own actions to be able to manifest at a much faster rate. So, okay, okay, that's great. I get it. I understand. But what's my vibration? Like, how do I change my frequency? Well, what we know through epigenetics and different sciences, our emotions are our frequency. So whatever we feel, like, and, and if you've read Power Versus Force, you know, um, David Hawkins, we know that every emotion that we have has a certain frequency attached to it as well. So, you know, your lower frequencies are things, emotions, things like frustration or helplessness or, you know, fear or anger or, you know, these are lower frequency emotions. Our higher frequency emotions are things like happiness and joy and gratitude and accomplishment and contentment and pride and, you know, and all of these higher frequencies. So what we want to try and do is become the same vibration as the things that we want and the way that we do that is first we got to see ourselves already there in our mind, but then we need to feel what it's like to be in that moment as if it's happening now. Now, you may not feel joy or happiness. You may feel relief. You may feel accomplishment. You just might feel pride or you might just feel content. You know, whatever that is that you're going to be feel when, you, when you're experiencing that in your future, you need to feel like you're experiencing it now. That makes you a vibrational match to that particular event. Okay, that makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, and, and I know from my own personal work how that works. 
but how, okay. So when so many people are in anxiety and fear, I just went through a bout of hopelessness. I didn't realize that's where I was until my body started acting out. And I'm like, all right, what, what is it? And I had to refocus my mental and emotional attitude towards hope, right. not the lessness of it. Mm -hmm. So how, for people that are experiencing high anxiety right now, sounds like a really good movie. Um, <laughs> how, how do they, if they haven't done this, how do they shift? Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Well, the easiest way to do it um, is to get into a place of gratitude, and we could all do that. You know, um, you know, yes, there are a lot of crazy stuff happening out on the planet right now, um, but what we have control over is our own mind, thoughts, emotions, feelings. So um, when we can focus on what we're grateful for, and it could be the cup of tea. Mm -hmm. the flavor that we're having in that cup of tea it could be the fact that the sun is shining it could be the fact that you know you have a pet that your family is healthy um it could be any of those things but and it's not just about you know and making a, a gratitude practice is important you know writing in your journal or you know i every morning when i take my little dog out for a walk um that's my activity that's my anchor for dropping into to what i feel grateful for so you know making sure that it's a practice but it's not just about writing the five things Right. As with everything, every single step of the manifestation process, more more than the doing of it, it's the feeling of it. You know, we need to, you know, if we can set an alarm on our phone to go off sometime during the day, which is our little trigger to go stop, drop, and be grateful for something in that moment, we are training our brain and we're training ourselves to look for the positive. If we are committing five things to a journal, five new things every day to a journal of what we're grateful for, we're constantly looking for the positive so we know what we're going to write that night when we write in the journal. So we're training ourselves to look for the positive and feeling happy and, and you know, really expanding that. Now, what I also can do at some times is if I am feeling a little low and I can go, yeah, look, you know, yeah, the sun is shining, it's feel great. So how I get, this is the little extra step that I do to get myself there. I make sure that I'm, you know, normally I'm sitting out on my balcony. I'll have a, you know, cup of tea or something with me. And what I do is I close my eyes and I take a deep breath in. And what we know is that what we focus on expands. Mm -hmm. So what I do is I focus on my heart chakra and I focus on, on my chest. And as I'm taking a breath in, I'm imagining that the energy and the light from this heart chakra is emanating. And then it's coming down and then it's coming up and it's coming down. So what I'm doing is I'm expanding my chest and I'm opening my heart and then I'm going into my gratefuls because it makes it easier when I'm in that place to be able to drop into my heart. Uh, you know what? I'm like raising my hand going, yes, that's true. That's true. Because I, um, having been a, a metaphysical uh, practitioner, teacher, seeker all that stuff and people always talk about well do gratitude write a gratitude journal i have been so many times in my life going okay i'm really grateful for my life but you know oh i was gonna say something really bad <laughs> <laughs> but you know sometimes enough is enough right right, right. <laughs> but that right i can say i'm grateful for my life grateful for my life and all the five things and new ones every day 
but there's this other piece. And what you just explained, Natalie, about allowing the heart, leading with the heart, not our head. I can, you know, I know people walk around with a gratitude journal looking, going, what am I grateful for? What am I grateful for? You know, it's like, no, what you just said, dropping in and opening the heart and expanding. And that's how the vision, uh, whatever vision we want to hold for our life, right? Expands into, into manifestation, how you become that magnet to attract because you're opening your heart first and you don't have to use your mind to think about it. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I mean, it, but it just makes it easier for the, for you to go there. Cause you know, you could be sitting in there and you could just be neutral. You could be having just a neutral morning and you're finding like, ah, oh, kind of running it on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm grateful for my life. You know, <laughs> but doing that little exercise really helps you to drop in. Yeah. And from that expanded place, it's easy. Yes. And I'm going to encourage the listeners that you guys start there. Okay. Mm. Start there with your lovely cup of tea, because that's what I do in the morning too. Um, But, and, and breathe into your heart and allow it to open for the day and Mm. drop into your gratitude. Then it just, I think you're going to get a lot more out of it besides uh, it's also how we can best open to that intuitive wisdom within us that's going to help us figure out what are the steps we want to take or where do we really want to go? How do we really want to be in life and how do we want to uh, manifest those things? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and the thing is that and that's, a, that's a great process to do to before anything, really. Um, and it's a great little morning practice to do. You know, I... My mornings, I, I do have morning practices. Um, I don't like to do the same thing every day. Um, and I don't like to do them in the same order every day. You know, I do a lot of work with uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. And yeah. he talks about, you know, just doing the same thing, like the same routine over and over again. You're just reliving the past. Um, so I, I like to mix it up. I like to do it differently. But they have the same, my morning practice always has the same components. You know, it has a form of meditation. It has, and depending on when I wake up, like if I wake up at like five in the morning, I'm like, yeah, I've got time to meditate. Um, so I can do an hour meditation. Sometimes I can only do like 20 minutes. It de- depends on what, what's happening. Some kind of movement, always some kind of movement. Yes. Or whatever that is. Um, I try and put some kind of education in there as well. Um, I'm listening to podcasts or teleseminars or audio books or something when I'm exercising a lot of the time. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously gratitude is, is a big thing. But there is one little thing that I do, and this is my, uh, you know, uh, it's a little trick that I do. And, I, again, it's like it, and I do a lot of science-based things. I know that as we're falling asleep and as we're waking up, we are naturally in theta brainwave activity. Now, in theta, this is where we try to get to in our meditations mm. because when we're in theta, we are coherent with the unified field. We are connected, Right. So this is a way for me to connect to the divine without having to put too much effort into it because <laughs> I'm naturally already there. Um, but as I'm waking up and my brain's kicking in, but my eyes are still closed, this is when I ask my questions. You know, uh, this is when I'm always like, you know, well, how am I going to do that today? Or where am I going with this? Or what's my next step with this project? Or, you know, and, and I'm always in inquiry. Um, and then I, I make sure that I'm like, I give, I normally have at least 10 or 15 minutes where I'm still laying in bed because you need to stay quiet long enough to hear the answer. Yeah. Yeah. You know? 
Um, and then when they come through, I'm like, ooh. Like, the, like my classic one of this was uh, the inspiration show. I remember I had the idea to do this, you know, online TV show and um, and uh, and I kind of had the idea in the evening, so I kind of went to sleep and as I woke up, all these ideas were coming in the different segments and different guests and blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, well, what am I going to call it? And what came back was the inspiration show and I'm like, nah, I'm not going to be able to get that URL, but what else you got, you know? <laughs> but it kept coming in, kept coming in. I'm like, oh, man, so I get up, get to the computer. Not only was theinspirationshow.com, but theinspirationshow.tv was also available. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> 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 but, okay. Yeah. Hello. I'm like, never out at you again. <laughs> right, right, right. You're going to think of something better than the information you received. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. So, you know, and the thing is, I've got to a point now where I, where I so trust what's coming through that I always take action on it, you know. And I think the more that you do that, the more that you are showing God or the universe or the divine, uh, yes, I can hear you, yes, I'm taking action, and that's what makes it easier for that portal to be open up for you to be able to, mm-hmm. to always get that guidance if you need it. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to what you said earlier about getting out of the way, right? Yeah. Because as you just... As you just illustrated, if you want to micromanage information that you're receiving from the universe, it, you know, if when you just get out of the way, it's all right there. Yeah. And the thing is, when you have your practices like your gratitude practice and all these different things, what's happening is you're maintaining a high frequency. So you may not be specifically focused on one thing or whatever, but because you're kind of always, your set point is up here, um, that's when you start to get ideas and things that you haven't particularly asked for or things start to show up that you didn't really request, but they start to show up anyway because you are at this higher frequency. You know, I, um, you know, and I remember like, you know, a, a couple of years, well, not even a couple of years, a year into, you know, God and I practicing all these, you know, law of attraction principles, you know, and what we used to say all the time is like everything always works out for us. Because it does, as you know, because we were in that place where everything always works out. I'm in a new relationship now. My husband and I are, we, we're, my ex-husband and I, still business partners, good friends, but I'm in a new relationship. And it's funny because I just, because this is just who I am, you know, it's like I'm, he's, I'm, he's mirroring back to me how positive I am all the time, how happy I am. I'm like, have you seen my life? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. But then for those people, Natalie, that aren't positive all the time or happy all the time, mm-hmm. how can they find that mirror that reflects to them, uh, A, where they are, because they think it's all other people, right, or right. circumstances, but then also to see that that mirror of circumstance or whatever can be shifted into a more positive thing. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of things that come up for me when you say that. First of all, and this is just kind of a bit of pill to swallow for some people, but our thoughts have created our reality. Say it again. Our thoughts have created our reality. <laughs> Holy moly. Oh, my God. <laughs> so if you're not happy with the reality that you are experiencing right now, the good news is that your thoughts created your reality. So all you need to do is change your thoughts, right? So that's that's one thing that we can shift on there. Um, but the other thing that I hear you say there, because a lot of the time it's like, well, you know, this person is keeping me like they're annoying me or they're, 
you know, they're stopping me from being whoever I can or whatever that is. Um, the problem is that when we blame anyone or anything outside of us, we lose all power to do anything about it. That's right. Because it's their problem, it's that problem, but this is the reason. Right. Um, and we're, we're outsourcing we, our power. Right. Um, and we're staying in victim energy. So until we can go, start, until we can have the courage and the honesty to go, all right, because, you know, I know this. Like when my marriage ended, which was about seven years ago, um, Glenn copped the blame for everything. <laughs> it was his, his fault that I was overweight. It was his fault that I couldn't shine. It was his fault that I was unhappy. You know, he was the source of all of my problems. And then our marriage was over. And my scapegoat was gone. I'm like, okay, then. <laughs> I'm like, so, you know, if I'm still in this place, I have no one else to blame but myself. And then I started to realize, oh, wait a minute, it wasn't him anyway. You know, um, it, it was me. I was using my marriage as an excuse or a crutch not to step into a really scary new big chapter of my life. Um, so it was easier for me to go, he's holding me back. Um, and of course, you know, once that ended, which was obviously for my highest good, yep. I was able to step into, you know, bigger and better, you know, chapter of my life. So, yeah, we have to, we, if, if, as soon as, if we find ourselves blaming other things, we have to stop for a minute and go, okay, if it's not that, because it's not, um, how am I contributing to this? Right. You know, how am I showing up in this? You know, what, what thoughts or programs or behavior patterns do I have? that's keeping me here you know so we want to look at, at that and you know the other thing that that I then am thinking of as well is the stories that we tell mm -hmm. um, and we can look at our past uh, you know experiences and things and you know and and how my our marriage ended was that you know Gwen met somebody else and fallen in love with somebody else and um, you know so the story could have been my story could have been oh my god my husband left me that be for a younger woman. It was, you know, it was tragic. Um, but that story keeps me tethered to that event. It doesn't empower me to move forward. It, you know, and that's one version of that story. Another version of that story is that, you know, for the highest, higher purpose of what I'm here on this planet for, that relationship needed to end in the version that it was. You know, my podcast is called Not Over, Just Different. And it's the phrase that I coined when Gwen and I's uh, marriage ended. I'm like, our relationship isn't over. It's just different. You know, we both love each other. We haven't been in love for a long time, but we both love each other, mm, respect yeah. each other. We are loyal. We have each other's back. We are the best business partners with each other. We're great friends. And it's just transitioned into something different. You know, so when we can be open to that. Uh, so the story that I have around the, the end of our marriage needs to support that new story otherwise I'm just stuck there you know? right right and I think this is why so many uh women of a certain age that get divorced during that certain age um get stuck mm -hmm. because there's they want they don't recognize that they're part of the chain game you know okay. they they are the ones that have shackled themselves to their past and not their ex the ex has moved on or is different, but it's us that's when we keep running the story, it took me a little while to recognize, okay, I, now I'm going to be done with the story. Yeah. I'm going to be done with the story. 
until I would get triggered again, you know, like a year later. And then I was through the ceiling and the story would start to play. And I would have to say, no, I chose, I chose to be happier than I've ever been in my life. And I'm not going to dive deep into this story. I'm going to let, I'm going to be upset about whatever the certain thing is mm. until I'm done being upset. Cause I am now a big believer that I got to be, I got to feel my emotions. Um, I'm a redhead. (laughs) I got to feel my emotions. And I, for like the first 50 years of my life, I didn't really, I, I thought I was, but I really didn't. And now it's like, okay, so the sooner I, I allow myself a good cry or a temper tantrum, you know, without hurting anybody and not throwing the temper at someone, but just feeling it in my body energetically, then the sooner I can get out of the way, I guess. That's how I get out of the way, I guess. Yeah. I mean, the first question I asked when my marriage was, what was my contribution to this? Mm -hmm. Because I knew I'd checked out two years before. I'm like, the last two years of my marriage, I was so, I think, I, I, I don't care, was the phrase I used the most. Like, I, don't, I was just so numbed out and I just, I didn't, I didn't want to be there. So I understood that. But then I'm like, but why? Why? Why was that? You know, and I did things like the Hoffman process and, you know, I've done a ton of things in, in that time. And um, it's been like seven years now and, uh, and I've had to peel back a lot of layers um, and the thing is, I, there are times where I've kind of dug my heel in, heels in and got, I don't want to go there. I don't want to look at that. And, but and it's not until I really made a commitment to be honest um, yes. and to look at the shadow um, and even the things that I didn't want to admit. Um, it's not until I had the courage to do that, that, that I was able actually to, to make a, a massive difference. And of course, this new relationship is definitely my reward for that. And it's everything that I put in my mind to be doing. <laughs> Yay, me too. I'm, I'm like, ama- talk about gratitude, right? I'm amazed that the, cur- the new relationship is a much healthier, stronger relationship than what was. And so for, for many people, if you're listening and you're contemplating divorce or a, a, a big change like that, it usually you're I'm going back to the divine urge, the the source within you, the wisdom within you knows what is best if we uh, pay attention to that instead of ignoring that intuitive uh, nudge that's saying, okay, no, really, this now it's time. It, it, you know, whatever. It's over or you deserve better. Let's move on. Come on, honey, let's go. That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So Natalie, thank you so much for sharing and joining me today. And, um, you know, it's interesting. So I have inspiration cards. I don't know if I told you that last time we talked, but I pulled a couple right before we got on this uh, call. And the first one I pulled is I am strong and victorious already. I live and move in an atmosphere of love. Mm. And I, I remember this is what I focused on when you talk about focusing this is what I focused on when I was going through the really rough part of my divorce. I am strong and victorious already. And then the other one, which is talking about it, since we were talking about uh, letting go of our story, not being attached. This one is I move beyond old limitations. I am free and creative. Yeah. 
So um, just a little food for thought, everybody. And I want to just recommend Natalie's morning practice that she talked about earlier of doing some meditation, doing some uh, education or contemplative. What the um, hell is that word? Yeah, contemplative. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and then also movement and um, be in the inquiry. And then do your gratitude. Be in the inquiry. So um, Natalie Led Ledwell, thank you. The book is called Never in Your Wildest Dreams. The podcast is not over, just different. And my dear, thank you so much. A, thank you so much for the work you have done up until now, not only on yourself, with and for others, because you are one of those light leaders that brings uh, more hope to the world. So thank you so much. Thank you, darling. You're welcome. Your baby. <laughs> and I'm going to end with, and so it is, namaste. Well, that wraps up our empowering chat today. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, go to susanborrell.com. You can See all the information about my new book, Live an Empowered Life, a 30-Day Journey. You can also access guided meditations that I have on Insight Timer through the website. And just see what else is out there on my site that you might find empowering and exciting to experience. You can also contact me through the website at susan at susanborell.com. So that's it for today. See you next time.